Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and God, amen. May the Lord bestow upon us his grace and his blessing now and ever into the ages of all ages, amen. As we know, we commemorate the fast of the Ninevites, and today is the first day of the fast of the Ninevites. And as we had received this uh, blessed fasting period from the Syrian Orthodox Church, uh, according to the tradition by uh, Pope Abram ibn Zara'a, <coughs> who was of the Syrian tradition. And this blessed fast is uh, very beneficial for us if we understand and if we dedicate the fast for its uh, appointed purpose. Those who are servants may dedicate this fast for the revelation of service. Others in the middle of certain um, difficulty, trial, or tribulation may dedicate this fast for that purpose. <laughs> and others uh, to see the glory of God or to receive uh, revelation, as maybe we have often said, that if last year was a year of tribulation, this year is a year of revelation. So there are many benefits in the time of fasting that is dedicated and consecrated to God. One of the things that is apparent for Jonah, who was a righteous prophet, and he was a chosen man of God to do his will. There were not many prophets in the Old Testament. And as we know, we, we, although they seem to be many books, if you look at the thousands of years, that there were only few prophets that were chosen of, of God. And one may come to the question, well, why was Jonah chosen for this task, especially after if someone only has the first chapter, there would be many questions for Jonah. Jonah, if he is called to be a prophet, the, perhaps the, one of the most foremost virtues of selecting a prophet is one's obedience, obedience to the word and to the action which God appoints him to do. And this is a great question and mystery. Perhaps that there were many others uh, in Israel who would have said and did what God had commanded. But Jonah represents for us much more than just one man. As his name uh, indicates and his position indicates, he represents the people of Israel, the people of Israel who were called and chosen to do a task, the people of Israel who were had a great promise before them, and the people of Israel who would represent our Lord Jesus Christ himself in his crucifixion and resurrection. But one, uh, if we further push the question, why was it that Jonah was unwilling to go to the Ninevites? And uh, perhaps one, if we reflect on people who live with many rules, not people who love rules, but actually some who may establish them. The people of Israel lived with many laws and order. And th that was the system which was established for them. And although this uh, God had appointed the law to be the means by which and the tutor by which salvation would come from, but uh, they had gone, especially Jonah had gone too far in this. And you may find this even in any organization where the one who is establishing the rules or the administration 
may go too far. <laughs> not only it will lead to a, a system that is not uh, useful, but actually it led for Jonah, in this case, not to accept any exception. <laughs> and the concept of grace, which is what God was revealing to the people of Israel, of grace and mercy, which was coming with the Lord Jesus Christ, was not yet understood by the people of Israel. And in fact, although the, the commandments had within it the revelation of this grace, when they had added the, the scribes and Pharisees and others who had, who had added to the law of God, the different teachings of men, um, they lost sight of the mercy and the grace of God. They misunderstood what, what the blood was offered in the, in the temple was for. They misunderstood the feasts that were appointed for them. And they had kept ritually and practically all of the things that God had commanded them to do, but lost sight of the larger picture. And so this, this is the reason behind Jonah unwilling to accept salvation for the Ninevites. Perhaps for him to say, if all that we are doing would not, if someone could be saved outside of this system, then what is the purpose of his existence and his position and his obedience and faithfulness to the law? He could not reconcile the two. And because of this, he instead did what many people do, decided to escape and let God find another person to do uh, what he was asking because he himself at that time was not willing. He was very able and he was actually closer to Nineveh than to Tarshish uh, and he had every opportunity, but inside of him was this unwillingness, this unwillingness to accept the other. And this picture uh, was uh, actually when you compare the men uh, in the ship, the mariners, to uh, Jonah, we find a very strange uh, uh, situation. That Jonah, even in the middle of the storm, in the midst of the problem, and he knows that he is the cause of the other people's problems, but yet he did not act. Someone would say, if, if your disobedience leads to the thread of someone's life to the point of death, Yet he still remained silent, as if he was waiting for them. Until the mariners have to ask him, say, well, what, what are we going to do? Like, you can't just sit in this case while we are all going. So then he gave them a solution. Just throw me, and then there will be salvation. The unique thing <laughs> is that when it reached this state, I'm sure the mariners said, what, what is this person who is fleeing from the presence of God? and disobedience from the God of the heaven and the sea, as he tells them. And even then, is willing our life to be in jeopardy. <laughs> they didn't consider all of these things, but they were faithful and obedient to God's. And perhaps the first day that Jonah was in the ocean, he was reflecting on this. How could I reach the point where there is death, and yet I have been snoring and sitting and escaping what is the call of God for me and for the people of Nineveh? This uh, tension 
in the life of Jonah is not resolved in the book of Jonah. Yes, he is faithful afterwards. He seeks God in prayer. He hears and he knows that he is going to be saved. And he is going to continue the mission of the people of Nineveh. But the tension of grace and mercy is not resolved in the entire book of Jonah. In fact, we are left after, on Thursday, a strange situation where still Jonah is not joyful <laughs> in the salvation of the people of Nineveh or even in his own situation. He is still wrestling with this concept of grace and mercy. And in fact, that is, as we said, if this is the book that is, provides a picture of the people of Israel, it is the same. It is the book for every servant who lies wondering and asking, what is my goal and my task? How to fulfill God's mission and purpose in my life? How to be faithful and obedient? And how to be a tool and the, the, the one that God uses to work his grace and his mercy? Jonah's tension throughout the book is one within. He is one who does most of the things, even externally. He looks always good, except in the boat. Even when the, the, the mariners were uh, afraid for their life, he is at calm and he is in full resolve. Uh, and even in casting to the sea outside, there is no tension. But inside, as St. Paul says, there, what, there is a tumult. There is a storm within Jonah until this concept of the Lord of mercy and compassion is resolved. St. Paul had a similar struggle. But for him, it was also three days. Three days after he had the revelation of the Lord and said, why do you kick against the goats? Three days of blindness and darkness, just like Jonah. Three days of fasting without any food, just like Jonah. But afterwards came the great revelation. And while we don't know how long exactly that Jonah had fulfilled his ministry, we know for many years that uh, St. Paul had emerged from his fish, uh, but with great power and joy of, in mercy and in uh, the grace of God. That's why if you look in the number of times that grace is recorded in Scripture, a majority, a far majority of them are re recorded in the Pauline epistles because he was the messenger that would fulfill what Jonah had be, God had began in Jonah, that how salvation could come outside of the people of Israel how that all the people could be saved and how that we are used by God in order to affect his saving and life-giving ministry. May the Lord reveal to us all that we are to do and to follow in the ways of the prophets and the righteous. Glory be to him now and ever into the age of all ages.